0: Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for allowing us into your presence at this time. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to talk to you in the evening, every evening. We thank you, Lord, that you're always there to hear for us and you allow us into your presence. Even if we're saying the wrong things or even if we're saying anything, Lord, you're always listening. You're always wanting to. to, You're like a father and you are the, the father. And you're always wanting us to come to you with the truth and to hear the truth and be willing to listen. And dear Lord, but in the evening time, it's a time where you teach. And Lord, you allow us to to teach by remembering your scriptures and everything that you taught us and reviewing those. And then during the night, dear Lord, you cause your instruction to be sealed within us. And the morning you make it known. Lord, I pray at this time. You will continue to help us because lord we're we're so close to the separation judgment we're so close to the great tribulation and, and lord we're about to all be rebuked lord we're about to to come to that time where at the separation judgment, if we have not done what you ordered us that you've made very clear in john seventeen seventeen Lord that if we do not separate ourselves from the world by your words by your truth then we're going to suffer the consequence you told us lord in joel 2 12 to 20 very clear instructions if we desire for you to intervene and save us from these troubles that are about to come then dear lord it is a trouble for us because dear lord you said we have to sanctify ourselves we have to sanctify ourselves we have to sanctify the congregation the others we have to make known to them the knowledge of the words of god that they that sets them apart from the world and Enables them to be holy, and Lord, I've been trying to speak, and especially in the last few nights, about Your words, some very simple instructions that testify of what it is that You do for us. And Lord, I've spoken for years now, dear Lord, on what the the spirits are, the seven spirits, dear Lord, and the ways of them, and dear Lord, the ways to enable Your words and enables Your greater promises. Spoken about the four horses. I've spoken about the, the seven spirits. The four horses are the first four of the seven spirits, doing the way of those because, dear Lord, if we get that far, we've conquered. And then the rest of it is just great growth that comes upon us. Dear Lord, I pray that people will understand these wonderful things you've taught us. Lord, tonight I'd like to review some very simple uh, things that you showed us, dear Lord, that are great in meaning. And, dear Lord, if we could grasp the meanings of these, dear Lord, we have faith. Dear Lord, we're going to need faith for what's about to come because, dear Lord, the people don't see it. Dear Lord, you enabled me to be exposed to the highest levels of this world system, Lord, to the people that are carrying out the genocide, to the people, dear Lord, are running the world. And Lord, to know things, dear Lord, it's not normal for people to know. But Lord, if you hadn't revealed it to me, I wouldn't be able to speak with the great confidence that you enabled me to speak with and lord i don't know everything lord i cannot know the scriptures exactly but lord to the depth that you've enabled me to speak dear lord i speak and lord to the words that you've caused me to know i speak and lord i know from the scriptures and i reveal the truth of them Lord, directly from the scriptures to show that they that we do not understand the book of Revelations and the end times, and all of our end time preachers on television are erred. Not by intent, they just don't have understanding, because they do not understand that understanding comes by the entrance of your words, and they have not discerned your words. They've heard the message that there are words of wisdom, but they will not hear. And dear Lord, they do not want to hear it from anybody that didn't come from one of their schools. But, Lord, if we came from one of their schools, then, dear Lord, we wouldn't know the message because it's not taught in their schools. That's why you had to open it at the end times, as you said you would do. So, Father, I pray that they'll hear tonight. And maybe I can help in some way, dear Lord, reveal to them a message, dear Lord, that they may seek you and you'll cause them to know that truth. Because, Lord, you told us, dear Lord, at this time, if we will repent and return to you, Dear Lord, you will pour out your spirit upon us and cause us to know your words. and They do not know they need it. And Lord, we pray that they understand they do not have the spirit of truth because we are all of the world. We're all caught in the snare of Luke 21, 34 to 36, as you said. And Lord, when we're caught in that snare, it means the spirit of truth cannot enter us. And Lord, we do not know that it has not been poured out yet. Dear Lord, they're expecting that what they have is to be the spirit of truth, but it's not. Dear Lord, the Spirit of truth comes in power and might and understanding and wisdom. We do not have that. We can't even discern the truth of the governments. But, dear Lord, you can expose all these things. You can expose your truth. Lord, then maybe the people will understand. I pray that this will happen. Let us talk tonight, dear Lord, beginning now. Dear Lord, with a simple message. I've been talking about the word come and what it means. And, dear Lord, that when you tell a person to come, Dear Lord, it causes all things to be protected, all things to be brought to them. And Lord, when you tell us to return, it means we don't have that. But if we will return to you, you will give it to us as dear Lord, as we grow into it, because knowledge only comes in a learning process, as it says in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13. And dear Lord, because we do not have your words, we only have the message of the milk. And dear Lord, you will not give your, your knowledge to those weaned on milk. Knowledge only comes through the entrance of your words. It gives understanding, as it says in Psalms 119, 130. And dear Lord, the desires of our heart can only be accomplished if we do what it says in John 15, 7, which says that we abide in you and we abide in your words. Then what we desire will be done for us. Lord, we need to hear these words and we need to understand the greatness of them. And tonight, again, dear Lord, I'd like to speak again real quickly on the word come. And dear Lord, you, you you told us in the Greek language, dear Lord, when it says to hear your voice, it means more than what we think. When you hear our voice, we just hear words in the English language. Lord, when you say to hear your words, it means we have to discern your words as they're meant, as you speak them, in the way that you speak them, in the pure language of the kingdom of God, which we're not. Interpreting and not understanding. Lord, you told them that in John 8 43 to 47. People today believe they've got all knowledge. Lord, they do not see that they're naked and blind, and they do not see what is coming. They do not understand this world system, and they do not understand what it means to be set apart by your truth. And Lord, we pray you'll help them with this. Let them see that they don't have this. Lord, because we don't have a revival. Within a month, dear Lord, I believe we're going to see great trouble. And Lord, it'll be too late by then They begin to get your words because that separation judgment's coming. Well, when that judgment comes and they do not have their words, you're going to hold us accountable. And Lord, you're going to judge the people by the words they've kept. And you told them, dear Lord, in John 12:48, they're going to be judged by your words. And they don't even see that the judgment's coming. And, dear Lord, that judgment's coming when you said, dear Lord, in Revelation 18one 1 to 4, you said, when that judgment comes, you're going to allow the sins of the world to overtake these people, all of us, who will not hear your words. And then also, we're going to get the plagues that's coming upon those that are speaking all these evil words of the world. And, dear Lord, pray that they begin to understand this truth. Because right now, we're, we're hearing the words of the flood of the dragon, the deception and the complacent words, the milk. He allows, Satan wants you to only have milk. But you desire us to get the meat. You desire us, dear Lord, to have strength. You desire us to have understanding and power. And the power, they do not understand, Lord, this is the time you're coming as king. I have pointed out, dear Lord, the people don't understand, dear Lord, that you're coming to reign over the earth for seven years before the Antichrist comes. Dear Lord, we pray they begin to understand as it's so clear in the scriptures and Lord, I've, I've drawn it in charts, I've spoken of it in messages, and I've done all these things I could do. And Lord, I pray that tonight, maybe your spirit would be poured out, and dear Lord, that will overcome this thing. And Father, let me be more of a man of prayer in these days, because Lord, prayer is greatly needed. Because of the people, the people just not hearing, Lord, and your word is important for them to hear, and they're not listening. Lord, in Matthew eight twenty three to twenty seven, and Mark four thirty five to forty one, and Luke eight twenty two to twenty five, it speaks there of when you walked out on the waters, Lord, and the wind and the waves obeyed you. You got into the boat. This is not when you walked in the water; you were, dear Lord, out there, and. Dear Lord, it was very interesting. Let me let me read it from Mark through 41, instead of me talking about it. I'm gonna explain it first and then I'm gonna to talk to you about this um what you're saying about the water and how to overcome it. And why I'm doing this, Lord, is because in Revelation seventeen fifteen you told us that the waters are the nations, the multitudes, the peoples, and their languages. And right now, Lord, we're being deceived and because, dear Lord, we do not have the pure language. We've only got earthly languages. And, Lord, we need to understand what water we're wanting. And, dear Lord, we need to be washed by the water of the word, not the water of the words of the earthly languages, but the word of the pure language of the kingdom of heaven. And, Lord, we pray that the people begin to understand this. And, dear Lord, we pray that they'll be, be grateful uh, maybe in this message tonight, dear Lord, I can speak something. And Lord, so let me get at it and, and stop rambling here. Lord, Mark four thirty-five to 41, it says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose And the waves beat into that boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I'm telling you that we're in a problem right now. Because we don't understand that this is symbolic of this day that we're in right now. Everything was pointing to this time. And what the Lord is showing us here is the wind is symbolic of all the spirits that are speaking. All the works of the evil that's being done out there, that is all being stirred up. And the word of God rebukes it because Satan has no authority over the words. He has no authority over the works of God. He can only do the testing that he's allowed to do. He's been cast down on the earth and he is going to perdition. He's going to lose. Because the words have been opened, they will not be closed up. And judgment will be by the words because the words have been called out. But now our job is we must harvest this crop. We must speak and we must seek the Lord to have authority over the words to speak for revival to come. We must speak that the words be heard not for evil but for righteousness at this time. Because if the people don't turn to righteousness at this time and repent for living in the way of the world, living with the currencies, living with allowing all these things that are being done to us to have happened, we are responsible. We have allowed all this. If we raise our voice in righteousness, if we raise our voice crying out to the Lord for the knowledge of truth, the spirit of the Lord will be loosed. He said he would send his clouds before him and his clouds are truth. They will be loosed to cease these activities. But we must do this. We must cry out to the Lord in this time. And we must be calling upon him to speak this out because we are in that day of trouble. And I think we may have only have 30 days of time to get ready. Because we are in a time when the revival must come or they're going to destroy the world. I've told you they're going to do this. I said in meetings and I heard that they're going to destroy America. They're taking away the sovereignty of the nation. They've already done all these things. But now they're going to manifest it. Just like the Lord has been calling out, calling out, calling out. And now he's going to manifest it. The devil has to do his works in the same way. He had to make it known, make it known, make it known. Show us, show us, show us. And then he's going to manifest it. And we're coming to the manifestation. He could have went any time, but he had to wait on the Lord to allow him to bring it out. And the Lord is telling us in the prophetic word, this is coming. The judgment is here. And we have very little time to speak the truth. So I'm speaking it clearly to you that it's upon us. And I'm speaking it in faith from hearing the word of the Lord that he's telling us we're in this time now. And the prophetic words are matching what I'm saying. Other people are coming up nearly as fast as I speak it. Others confirm it. He's saying he's going to rebuke the wind. We must speak the words. If we cry out to the Lord, we'll rebuke the wind. How? Because he tells us in Joel 2, 12 to 20, if we will cry out to the people to, to first sanctify these people, plead for them, cry out for them, and and weep and mourn at this time because the judgment is at hand and if we don't have a heart for the souls of men then we're not of him if we don't have a heart for revival we're not going to be in his house understand that very clearly it's time you must understand this this is the time to repair what was lost The time to come back to the lord and focus on that throw everything else aside and focus on this when you' when I'm not saying you go about changing daily lives that you have to do, but you've got to understand that the focus should be on the kingdom and the, and the harvest because it's time if we don't harvest we 're going to pay the price for not harvesting. He says he rose and he rebuked the wind and the, said to the sea, "Peace be still, please understand that peace is symbolic of eternal kingdom of the regeneration." of the time when the God has taken over all things. And when he says, be still, it's a very interesting thing. When you say be still, when peace be still, when he says that, be still, it means a very interesting thing. What happens in the time of peace? What happens in the regeneration? Everything that is wicked, everything that is evil is cast out into the abyss. And they're put into the body of a worm. What And what happens with them? They can't move their arms and they don't have legs. They're bound peace be still he's saying that to the raging he says in in luke 8 in verse um which is verse 24 he's saying he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water see the waters of the peoples the nations the multitudes and you see the riots you see the the this stuff is coming to a head it's coming to a climax They have intentionally said they're going to make a religious war and a civil war, which is a, a war of every kind of imagination. And then they bring in the armies to bring, you know, to bring peace to that. But what it does is allows them, when they gather the people into these camps, it allows them to go execute them. Their intent is to kill as many as they can. Jesus said in Matthew 24 21 to 22 in mark 13 19 to 20 that they're going to kill as much of the flesh on the earth as they possibly can all flesh if they can that's the devil's work after he gets done with them using them to kill the people he's going to kill them they just don't understand it yet this is what satan must do to have established his kingdom and overcome all the lord's work Is he's got to get rid of every little mustard seed of us so what I'm telling you is peace be still means something very important. When you have all these troubles coming at you, first you got to rebuke the spirit, rebuke the wind. How do you rebuke the wind? You seek the Lord and let the spirit of truth be poured out. Proverbs one twenty three says, repent, turn to him. What happens? He'll pour out the spirit upon you and cause you to know his words. See, the first part of this is when you rebuke the wind, you rebuke rebukeing the spirits of the devil, which you don't have. Understand, you have the ability to speak of them after you sought the Lord, he poured the spirit of truth out to you and give you authority to speak against them. And then you have the word, and the word they can't do anything with. They have no ability to overcome the word. So then you can speak to the waves, to the nations, the multitudes. And when you say peace be still, you should say that in a way that's right. See, the thing about it is peace be still when you say this to them. When Jesus was walking through the crowd, he didn't have to say anything because the Lord reads the mind, the heart. The words are in in Hebrews 4.12. They're inspecting the heart. When he walked through that crowd, they couldn't stone him when they wanted to. Because he rebuked the spirit. And when you're walking in the way of the Lord, walking in the way of the Lord, going where he tells you to go. It's the same as being, saying peace, be still. These people will be frozen. They'll be caused and not be able to react against you in that moment. But you don't tempt the Lord. It's like the the three men thrown into the fiery furnace. And it's very similar to this because peace, be still is representing the regeneration. That is the like the, eight, the number eight, the regeneration. And it's like when they were back there at the fire when they had the furnace and nebuchadnezzar told him to throw him in the fire but first they heated it up seven times hotter that's eight seven times hotter so whether it's seven times or eight times take your pick but it's seven times more than it was before so what happened that's the regeneration time and they said they left it into the hands of the lord if it is his will and that's what you have to do at this time. You can't love your life, but love the work of the kingdom to do. And if God has a work for you, you're going to come through this and you're going to go on. If this is the witness that he wants for you to show that you don't take your take your life being more than anything that you trust God. In other words, a martyr. Because he says in, in the fifth seal judgment, there will be martyrs. So you have to understand that God is telling us honor and glorify the kingdom of God at this time. And don't worry about your life here because the kingdom's coming. And what did he say he'd do? He said he'd restore all of us, the years that the locusts have eaten. But this is the important time right now to stick with the Lord if you've got the words and do it. But if it, if What happened with those guys when they came out of that, peace be still, the fire didn't affect them. What is that symbolic of? The symbolic of the word. They were sealed by the word of God and it didn't affect them. But those like the guards that threw them in there, they were totally consumed that's peace be still these people when they're totally consumed like that what happens with them I mean the thing about it is is they, they they're cast out into the pit and in the at the the bottom of the pit what what is going to happen there is well right now they go into a pl- prison called death and then after the millennium they'll go into the second death prison of death is they're in a body of a worm no no arms no legs and they're they're sealed up. That's being still. You can't do anything. You can't speak. Peace, be still. Peace is the eternal kingdom. Symbolic of the city of peace, Jerusalem. The foundation of peace. So when you speak that word and you speak it with understanding, you know what you're doing in this. And what you're, what you're doing is you're not wanting these people to be harmed. You're wanting these people not to be able to do what they're doing. But you're doing it with the right heart, you want them to understand. You see, because in the morning of the day of the Lord, the Lord is going to bring all these plagues on these people. Most of them will not die, they'll have the plagues for a fixed period of time and then they'll be restored, just like the ten lepers. They'll be restored after that time, but they're going to experience a terrible time so they can understand the power of God. But the problem of it is they've missed the kingdom. Now they all have left is basically to be martyrs for you, for the Lord. is the way I understand that scriptures. Because the rapture will come in the midst of the morning. I'm not sure that these people, unless they come back immediately and repent to God and, and worship God continuously, then maybe he'll take them in the rapture as well. Because it says that this plague in Revelation 8, this plagues that are coming is only going to be upon the wicked for about 21 months. It says about a half an hour, which is 21 months. So sometime likened to that. I hope this is getting to be understandable, but what I'm trying to get you to understand is faith is hearing the word. But you have to hear the word and understand that the word is over every particle. And and you understand this. When you go to uh, Peter, when uh, he was, you know, remember when in, in John 6, Matthew 14 and John it's Matthew fourteen twenty-two to twenty-three, Mark six forty-five to fifty-two, and uh, John six fifteen to um, I think it's twenty um, about twenty-one. Uh, That's where it, uh, Peter walks to him on the water. This is when the Lord comes to him, and and you know they had fed the five thousand. And he sent him out onto the boat over the sea because they wanted to make the Lord king. And that they wanted to make him a king in the way of the world, not a king as we've got to make him. In and, and Daniel nine twenty four, we are required at this time to make the Lord Jesus Christ as our king. We are to return to him. That's what it's saying in Matthew, uh, Isaiah 21. We have to return to him. But it's uh, when you heard this thing many times. Uh, it says when the disciples in Matthew fourteen twenty six says, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, is it a ghost? See that, um, maybe I should go back and read this from the beginning. Verse 22 It says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray as we should now see when we pray to the mountain at this time we're praying to god who's sitting at the top of the uh, in the capstone of the top of the firmament with the with the father in the judgment seat right now because in the entirety of the day of the lord the 24 and a half years of the day of the lord the lord is in the judgment seat the father is there and then you know his normal throne is up above the top of the the firmament, but he's sitting in the judgment seat, which is in the capstone where the four living creatures are, as it's talking about in Daniel 7, uh, 9 to 10, and, and uh, Revelation 4 and 5. Okay, it's telling us here, it, says, it goes on, it says, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain to himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were troubled saying it is a ghost and they cried out for fear but immediately jesus spoke to them saying be of good cheer it is i do not be afraid now people need to understand what good means good means the works of god is this be of good cheer see what i'm doing i walk in the way of the words of god good works power over the languages the nations the multitudes and that, which is what revelation 17:15 is talking about the waters symbolic of that and he's walking on top of them and peter answered him and said lord if it is you command me to come to you on the water and so he said come see that word come i've been explaining this word when we come and the lord tells us to come that means everything is coming with us including all the blessings and authority of god that he's given us for the appointed time we're in And he tells us to come walk on the water, we're gonna walk on that water. And you don't tempt the Lord. But if it's of God, you'll walk on that water. But if it's not of God, don't you know remember Jesus didn't do what the devil tested him with. Don't let the, the world system test you. Let God be blessed. Leave it to God. It said, so he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And he began to sink, and he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. See, when the wind was boisterous, this is what, what the wind is, is the uh, symbolic of the demonic spirits, of the devil speaking, of the words of the dragon. And all that things and all the works of the dragon that he does started to bother him, and he got concerned, and it, it tested him. In other words, he got doubt in his mind. That's boisterous. The wind is the spirit symbolic of that and he was afraid the devil made him afraid he began to listen to the devil's doubting in him and he began to sink and cried out saying lord save me and immediately jesus stretched out his hand and caught him see the lord doesn't have to be right next to him when you say his hand it it caught him and it's you understand that nothing is limited by god so the distance is not a matter and i'll tell you this again in john six he said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and him and of said, oh, you of little faith. In other words, you didn't hear the word. If we understood the words, we'd understand that all the particles have to respond to what the Lord said. When the Lord said, walk on the water, the particles of the water have to allow him to do so. They are required. They are. He numbered all the hosts and he called them by name, work. And when he says come, they must obey because he is the copyright law. All things are under him. God put them there. He spoke everything forth and it came, even the waters he spoke forth. He says, When they got into the water, the wind ceased, and then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Now, in John 6, it's very interesting. He says, When they got him in the boat, it says, Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land they were going. Understand, they're out miles into this, the sea, Galilee, and immediately they're on shore. Immediately they're on shore. See, the thing about it is, when we come to the Lord at this time, that's symbolic of something very important is what I'm trying to tell you. The Lord is telling us to come out of the world. And when he stepped into that boat, when they received him into that boat, immediately they were on shore because the Lord says his people are of the dry land. They've come out of the sea. They've come out of the waters and they're on dry land. And he was showing us that in this thing. That boat with its wood sail, I mean, wood, wood boat, men in, in sandals and robes and uh, sail, you know, They had uh, 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 sails and oars, but immediately they were on shore because that's what God is telling us. Immediately he answers our prayer and gives us the word, and he was revealing that by that way. So when you're in situations like this and you need to be on a dry land, understand that God will take you where he needs you to be to do the work that he's got for you to do. And this is the promise of that. This is an example of that for the kingdom of God. You need to know these things because you're going to come up to troubles at this time. Big troubles. I'd like to go back and review with you something. Also, before I do that, I want to point out one thing. In Acts 8, um, verse 24, when you talk about come, there's a very interesting statement there. Remember when... um, Stephen had died in Acts 8 and they buried him. And Philip was there and uh the the, this, the apostles were there. Um what what they uh they sent Peter and John to them in verse 14 in Acts 8 and so on. And they and they're preaching and they're doing miracles and so forth. Um and when they laid hands on him they received the Holy Spirit. This is really important for us to understand. Let me read that, verses 14 to 16. It says, for now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Understand, the word of God. They knew the Bible. What I'm saying is that the, the knowledge of the words were not known as they're not known today. And so when they got the knowledge of the word of God, these words are all, they're all, The word of God, the word of God, no matter which one they are, will do the full work that's given them to do. And I've explained why there's 153 and so on. It says when they had come, uh, um, they sent Peter and John to them when they heard about the words. See, knowing the words is one thing, but then you got to, when you recognize there are words, then you got to seek the spirit of truth to be poured out on you. So when that happened, It said, and they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. See, the people at this time must understand. They must get the words. And they must be sanctified be setting apart by those. But we must pray for them then to receive the Holy Spirit. That hasn't happened. The Spirit of Truth is not in the people yet. They think they got the holy spirit it 's not here yet, not in us it 's with us it 's not in us. People think they got it they don 't have it because the Holy Spirit is in his words, and you got to get the authority to speak and do those words. It says, for as yet he had uh, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. if you go to joel two twelve to twenty and you do what it says in joel two twelve to twenty at the end of that. The Lord says he will drive the armies far away from them. How does he do that? He drives them away, as he tells you in Joel 2, 1 11, by the word that he sends before them, which means that he's giving them the authority to speak this word that goes before them. And what he gives them to speak will be done before them. Because the word is mighty that goes before them. The word only comes with the full measure of the Spirit of God in it. So when they hear about the words and believed in the words, now they must get the spirit of truth that cause them to understand how to enable these words. Once they get the words, God's going to guide them. If they stick with it and come to understanding, they must come to understanding of the words. And then they can seek the counsel of the Lord of when to speak them, how to do them, and so on. That's the fourth spirit. So he says uh, here, for as he had fallen upon none of them, the Holy Spirit had not fallen upon any of them. I've explained to, to you why sometimes it's a he, sometimes it's described as a, a, a female, a w- words of wisdom. Uh, she's Wisdom is considered a she, but the words are wisdom. So uh, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord. See, there's a difference between the name of the Lord, all right? Baptized in the name of the Lord. People today cast out demons in the name of the Lord. They cast out, I mean, they. Prophesy in the name of the Lord. They're hearing from the Lord. No question about it. But they are not walking with the word. They're doing these things, but they don't understand the language, the pure language of God. They don't understand that there's words and there's understanding of the works that they enable. That's a language. When you do sign language, you do things and people understand what you're saying. This is what the words are. When you do the way the words and people have understanding of the words, they know what's going on. They know what you're asking and communicating to God because pure language is only used for the communicating to God and the Spirit. So they know the name of the Lord. They've been baptized by water baptizing in the name of the Lord, but they have not yet received the knowledge of the Word and got the Holy Spirit that enables them to come to understanding of the works that these words do. And that's what they're looking for, understanding of the words and how to enable them, how to use the seven spirits, how to do all these things. That is what we're looking for. That is what we got to ask the Lord to put into us. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Spirit of Truth entering into us. That doesn't come until we receive the Spirit, and we can't receive the Spirit until we get the words, and then seek the Lord. We have to, we have to get the words. Then we got to repent and seek the Lord. What is the name of the Lord? Typically, to us, the name of the Lord is Jesus. He, t- he came into the world and died for us, gave His blood for for our um, for our sins that's the basic and we follow the 10 commandments. That's a testimony of the Lord. That's the name of the Lord. Lord honors that to a point. But in the day of the Lord what she says, when God says in Deuteronomy eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, 19 in those days when he causes his words to be opened, they are held into account who will not hear the words. Deuteronomy 18:19. You have to understand this. It's the spirit of grace that Jesus gave that we could not only give his blood for us to wash away our sins. But now when the words are open, we have no excuse that we have to enter the Holy of Holies of the Father because he opened that temple veil that we can go in and receive the knowledge of his words and the good works that they enable so that we can be like a little God, a son of God. And that's what the Holy Spirit enables us to become. So then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. They began to understand the ways of doing the words and doing them. It comes little by little, here a little, there a little. It says in Isaiah twenty-eight nine to thirteen, and the, the Holy Spirit was give, uh, given. And it says when in Simon, in verse eighteen, it says uh, when and when Simon saw through the laying of uh, of the hands of the uh, apostles uh, from the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money, he saying, "Give me." This power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. You can't do that. you got to have be, it's somebody who has the knowledge of the truth the knowledge of his words when they lay their hands on him. You're going to be able to get the Holy Spirit. and It's going to change your life, but only if you got the right heart. And, that, and that's what Peter said to him next. He says, your money will uh, perish with you because you thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness. And pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me, that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. That was important he did that. But he needs to keep on praying and to get released from that bitterness and so forth because he didn't understand what the gift of the holy spirit's going to do it's going to bring forth the kingdom of god it's going to harvest people that's what we need to do um now i'd like to go back what what um, what i also said there uh when he said that that you have spoken may come upon me see when you have the holy spirit and you speak things understand the power that you're giving when when you speak those things it's so dangerous you have to understand it. You got to be living in the way of the kingdom. If you give it in the wrong way, it's going to come back on you. And so he's telling him this stuff. Don't don't let this stuff come upon me, please. Peter told him the truth. So Peter will pray for him that the Spirit might enter him, or cause him to turn and change his heart, so that he will be a loving person, that he might be able to turn. That's what Peter's going to do there. Think on it. You'll see about this. Now, Philip went from there and went to, uh, he moved him, and he went to the uh, rise and goes de- toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of uh, the Ethiopians, who had charge of all their treasury, had it come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. See, and then he went, And he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake the chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard the reading of the prophet Isaiah. And he said, do you understand what you're reading? He says, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The Place in the scriptures, which he read is, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? for his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, uh, the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the uh, this scripture, preached Jesus to him. have to understand the words to be able to understand what's being said in the scriptures as what is made clear in Luke 24, 44, and 45. People don't want to understand this. Now, I'd like to give one last thing before I close up here real quickly. And maybe this hasn't been very interesting to you tonight. I pray it is. Because last night I told you how close we are and, and what the abomination and desolation is. And I've told you and warned you that we must see it. This is what it's doing right now. I've explained to you when that abomination desolation is going to be in the temple. I've explained to you what Daniel said and what he's saying we must know. And, it, and the word is saying to see and we don't understand that we don't even hear we don't have faith to hear the word so if we don't have the word we can't see the abomination of desolation when it's going to be and if we saw the abomination of desolation we would understand the more important thing that that means that the king is coming first and that's what we're missing we don't understand that before the abomination desolation is going to be set up in the temple the the lord is going to reign for seven years and that means the separation judgment comes before his reign because he's only going to give out good to those who are good when he sets them apart. That means the separation judgment's coming in this time because we are in the night of the day of the Lord. That means this war is going to suddenly come upon us. Economic collapse is going to suddenly come. The troubles and the riots and all the other things is going to suddenly come. The lack of food is going to suddenly come. What are you going to do? You can't prepare for what is coming because the only thing that's going to get you through this is the knowledge of truth. And the knowledge of truth is the knowledge of his words that you can call on to enable you to come through these times. The Lord warned us of this. People are asking for the time of Elijah. The Lord told us that in, um, I think it's Matthew 4, that he's uh, talking about uh, um, John the Baptist. He said that he was like Elijah to come. And The Lord said to be a messenger at this time, and a messenger would make known the messenger is a watchman he's making known that the the messenger of the covenant the lord jesus christ is coming and what he's going to come and do and then there's also the time there's actually three times like elijah the prophet the third time so the, the the message message of the day of the lord the messenger comes at the beginning of the day of the lord that's another time john the baptist was one this, another time as it says in malachi 3 um one and john the baptist was like elijah This messenger is like Elijah. The messenger of uh, Isaiah 21, 10 to 12 is like Elijah. And then you have Elijah himself will be coming in the midst of the morning of the day of the Lord. We're in the night right now. But we're not far away from the time of the coming of Elijah. He comes right after the rapture. And he's going to be here with Enoch for 1,260 days. But there's also the time right now. This time from the day of the Lord, beginning of the day of the Lord, we've been calling out the message. And the Lord gives us another warning. And I believe this is the one that we're getting right now as Isaiah 2110 to 12. The Lord says, on my threshing and on my grain on my floor, that which I have heard from the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I've declared to you. And we've declared it to you, all these things, that was going to come. And now the burden against Duma. He calls to me out of Seir. And listen to this. He's saying that this is the night. Because he's saying, "Watchmen, what of the night? What of the night? And the watchman said, the morning comes and also the night. Do you understand what he's saying? We're in the night because the morning's coming and the night. What does the morning come? When the Lord rises as a, as a son of righteousness in the morning, he's going to cause darkness to come upon the wicked and, and light to come upon those who've set apart. But the separation judgment will be before that time what he's telling us what of the night what of the night he's telling us we've come to the time of the separation judgment because he tells us in luke 17 34 and in john 9 4 5 that the separation judgment comes in the night and here he's telling you that the morning comes and the night that means the morning of the day of the lord is about to rise but the morning's not going to come as a good thing upon those that are wicked because they've been set aside for punishment and for about the time of of to a half an hour which is about 21 months they're going to have great troubles because there's going to be silence from heaven which means they're not going to get a word from him but to those who have his words they've got the words knowledge will grow knowledge will grow but he will not preach his words to people who do not have it they will not be allowed to get it but those people who receive the words now in this night before that separation judgment will be set apart with his kingdom. We're trying to tell you, trying to make it known. And this verse in Isaiah 2110 to 12 is specifically, the watchman is specifically talking about this very time. Because he says, if you will inquire, inquire, return, come back. When the Lord is telling us that, that means we do not have the protection of the particles. And everything about us is going to be bad. Because we're going to get the punishments for allowing these beast kingdoms to exist. We're going to get a punishment for allowing these leaders to do this evil to us and to our children and to our grandchildren and so on. We're going to get the punishment for all of that. If we do not turn and come out, return to the Lord and come out now. Because we're in the night and the night is when the separation judgment occurs. And we're in the last of the night. I've tried to let it know. I'm pleading people, please understand. This is coming. The night is the morning and the night that means the separation judgment has occurred. When he says the morning comes and the night comes means the separation judgment has already occurred. Because it's coming up. The, the morning the morning with the Lord is coming with his word upon his elect, and it means his intervention's already occurred. And the wicked have already been set aside for punishment because the night is coming upon them. Remember that also in, in Revelation eight. Um, where he's talking about the, the Lord comes with the prayers of the saints before him. You know, we must pray for these people. I pray for all these people that are gonna go into this punishment because their punishment is on us understand we've failed in our churches to make known the knowledge of truth. And we've allowed these idols to stand. We've allowed these statues to stand. We've allowed the government to stand. We've allowed the vaccines to be done, the food to be destroyed. We've allowed our kids to be dumbed down in the schools. We've allowed all these things to occur. And that's on us. We should be ashamed of our religion. Because our religion is not the knowledge of truth. When it was open to us, we weren't even ready to receive it. And we've come now to the time of the judgment and we're not ready. And yet we got preachers and prophets and prophesying, oh, prosperity is coming. It's going to be a great year and all this other stuff. That reminds me of the prophets that were surrounding King Zedekiah. And they're doing the same thing for, for Donald Trump saying, oh, he's going to be a good person. I've told you who he's surrounded himself by. I've told you who these people are and what they're doing. People won't listen. And I've told you what the Lord is doing. The messenger of the new covenant is coming and he's coming to confirm the covenant with many And that covenant he's coming with is no peace treaty between the world leaders this is a covenant that says i'm going to give you the authority to call upon the seven spirits of god in the full measure of the lord the new reign, the former i mean the latter rain i'm coming to give you authority to call upon the words so you can bring forth the kingdom of god and glorify the father That is what's happening right now, and we don't even understand that there's a gap time. We don't understand that in the morning is seven years between the time of the fall of the fifth beast kingdom and the sixth and seventh getting their beast kingdoms. All you've got to do is read Revelation uh, 7, 11 to 12, and you see that this beast kingdom is destroyed, and then there's a time gap of a season in time, a time in seven years before the other kingdoms get their dominion. So, the beast, the sixth and seventh beast kingdoms don't have a dominion. It tells you in Revelation 17 that there's a time in verses 9 to 14 that there's a time that the beast five have fallen and the sixth exists, but it hasn't got its dominion yet because it has no authority to have dominion. It's under punishment. There's a time when it's under punishment before it gets dominion. It doesn't get its dominion until the time that the two witnesses are destroyed or beheaded in the thing and that's at the end of the seven years but the seven years is coming right now we got a chance to to enter into the kingdom the house of god and be of his protection but if we do not we're going to be in great trouble of being cast out with these to receive the punishment of them and i don't want that on me I pray, Lord, that you will cause the people to hear the word. And, Lord, anything that you just guide them to the truth and the scriptures, Lord, let them see it from your words, Lord. It doesn't matter what I say. But, Lord, I'm telling them the messenger of the covenant is coming. I've told them what the covenant is. And, Lord, you told them you're coming to confirm it. But, Lord, before you confirm it, you're going to bring an end to the flood. Daniel 9.27 says you're going to confirm the covenant. But, Daniel 9.26, the end of the war comes with a flood. Dear Lord, and then after the new covenant, after the time that you've prepared, you've glorified your kingdom and you've taken up your people and you've left the two witnesses here to testify another 42 months, then the sixth beast kingdom and the seventh beast kingdom will reign. Sixth beast kingdom gets its its dominion and immediately turns their crowns over to the Antichrist, the seventh beast kingdom. So they're reigning together, as it says in Revelation 17. 9 to 14 and it also tells us that in the book of Daniel and you've told us Lord that we should come out of our house off of the rooftop and off of our pride and arrogance right now dear Lord as soon as we see when the abomination of desolation is when we know dear Lord it's standing in the holy place because dear Lord we know that your word is spoken it will be done and Lord we know that when we understand the times it tells us in in Job Twenty-four-one, Lord. We should know the times. We don't know the day and hour of your separation judgment. We don't know that, but we know it's coming very soon in the season of the winter. Lord, that's what you're saying. Come out before the winter. Come out before the Sabbath. And the Sabbath, dear Lord, we're in the Sabbath. We're in the winter. Nobody's listening. I think it's this winter and this Sabbath, according to all the prophetic word we're hearing. And Lord, we pray this, and the scriptures reveal it, because dear Lord, if we count the clock beginning with the opening of your words, we can see this. And, Lord, I believe you counted that day as April 2003 when these words were first began to begin to realize that there is something there. And, dear Lord, by the time of 2004, we made known, started making known your words. And, and dear Lord, that this was the way it was. But, dear Lord, it begins when you say it and you start pulling us to see it. And, dear Lord, we're now seeing the same thing in Matthew 24, dear Lord. We're seeing the abomination, desolation, standing in the holy place where it doesn't belong. We know it's going to be there. Because, Lord, you've proclaimed it. It's going to happen. Help us, Lord, to understand these things and come out. Father, I pray that this message may help us understand, Lord. Lord, when you told Moses to the Pharaoh, you told him that you would let his people, your people go. And, dear Lord, that, that for a purpose, dear Lord, that they should serve you. Lord, there's a purpose in everything. Lord, you're bringing us out. You, you said, dear Lord, you would come. You would appear, and dear Lord, that you would take your people. And you said in Daniel 12, 11, 12, 9 and 10, that, dear Lord, at this time, you'd cause your words to be made known, dear Lord, and you would cause the people, dear Lord, to be purified, made white and refined. That's before we're raptured. And nobody wants to listen, Lord. Father, you told us that in Hebrews 10:26 you'd cause the knowledge of truth to be made known at this time of the day. Lord, nobody's listening. they are not going back to John 17, 17 and seeing what the truth is. You said the truth is the words of God that we don't know. Lord, you told us in Revelation 19, 11 to 13, we don't know the word of God. The word, we don't know. The words of God, we do not know it. And Lord, you told us, there it is. If we just open our eyes, we'll see it. Lord, I pray that people understand This is where we're at right now. We must come out. Father, please help us to understand this. I'm pleading, Lord, for your spirit to be loosed on the people that to begin to understand if there's not a revival, they're going to be destroyed. The war is coming, a terrible war, even house to house, the pillages of the religious wars and the civil wars, they're stirring up every kind of hatred. It's a flood, as you said, dear Lord. Every work of Satan is being loosed on the earth it's not coming from aliens lord you cast them down at the beginning of the day of the lord in 2003 and lord we pray that they'd understand this lord it's time to come out from this and turn away from these evil things and put their eyes focused on the kingdom lord if we keep our eyes on the world we're like peter walking on the waters we're paying attention to the storm around us and we're not coming to you we're not going to get there unless you intervene Lord, I pray that all these people, dear Lord, is focused on the wrong thing, that you reach out your hand right now, Lord, and pull them out of that waters. Get them up out of the world, Lord, and get their focus on the harvest. Because, dear Lord, you told us our job. Our job, dear Lord, is, is to be, if we're going to teach angels, dear Lord, and you're having your angels, be ones, dear Lord, to come and harvest your people, then, dear Lord, we, sh- we should learn the work of harvest. Repair that breach, dear Lord. Get us back to you. Get us to understand what it means to come back to you. What all the power and authority and the gloriousness of that. The Lord, it's all in our hand. We can walk through the midst of these troubles. Dear Lord, you told us, dear God, in John 5, 24, if we will hear the words of your voice. If we will hear your voice. And it means discern your words and believe in the promises of the Father that he prepared these good works from the foundations of the world. Dear Lord, then it says we will have eternal life and pass through these judgments. Dear Lord, help us to understand this is the time of judgment. You're allowing all this to come on us as, as a trial upon us. We are failing the trial. We're focused on the world. We're sinking in the waters and do not know it. Lord, please let the people call out to you, Lord, and let them have it with a heart, wanting to be pulled up out of these waters and be led into the kingdom. Father, we ask this in thy precious name that your spirit will move and the spirit be poured out. Lord, that there might be Known, dear God, this is the truth. We're in this time. And we have a way to overcome this. And you've made known what we must do in Joel 2, 12 to 20. But they cannot do Joel 2, 12 to 20 unless they have the right heart and they listen to what it says in John 17, 17 to 19. And then, Lord, let them understand John 15 to 7. Father, we praise these, your name. We praise your Lord, your time. Lord, don't let us fail you. Lord, let us do what you'd have us to do. Each one of us. Jesus' name. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.